Hey, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast. Today, we're diving in to Proverbs 16, one of my favorite chapters in Proverbs, much less the entire Bible. Chock full of wisdom, chock full of advice, chock full of stuff that we can take in and apply it to our lives on a day-to-day basis. Let's read Proverbs 16 today. It's a great chapter. You're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. Let's go. Morning, everybody. Uh, It's morning when I'm recording this. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. Regardless of whether you find me here, Instagram Live, which we record these on Mondays and Fridays, or whether you catch it later on on the podcast or on YouTube, I'm grateful that you're here. And uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. If this is your first time joining me, uh, I'm KJ. I I oversee Living Christian. And uh, this podcast here, we like to read either a full chapter of the Bible or various verses. Uh, We'll talk about it. And then I'll answer a few questions at the end, so stay tuned uh, if this is your first time listening or watching, and uh, I'll hit a, a couple of questions at the end, uh, maybe even yours. Uh, so we're going to dive into Proverbs uh, 16 today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before we hit there, make sure uh, you go to my website, livingchristian.org. Uh, if you're watching this, you can see my t-shirt I have on right now on our Christmas. Uh, we have a Christmas promotion going on, 20% off the entire store. Use that code CHRISTMAS at checkout and you get that. But more importantly, while you're there, the entire month of November, you can donate uh, via PayPal right there on the website uh, to our Christmas fund where 100% of those donations go out to families in need this holiday season. And we're so excited about that. I'm excited about Christmas coming up pretty soon. Uh, we're going to do Proverbs 16 today, just a little foreshadowing. Uh, next uh, next uh, Monday, I'm going to uh, be uh, doing a uh, kind of some Bible verses on thanks, because next weekend is Thanksgiving, or next Thursday is Thanksgiving here in the United States. So we'll do some Bible verses on giving thanks next Monday. And then we'll kind of dive in after Thanksgiving to a couple of episodes uh, about Christmas. So stay tuned for that. But today, we're diving into Proverbs 16. Let me have a sip of coffee, and let's get going here. Proverbs 16 is a great chapter, one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. Uh, so much to take away from that, uh, that is for sure. So let's uh, let's read Proverbs 16. Let's start with uh, verse 1. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything in His own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. All right, we're going to stop 1 through 5 here. 16.1 has got to be one of the best Bible verses of the entire book here. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. How often do you feel that you make your own plans, uh, and, and you, uh, you've you got some ambition, you've got some strategy, you've got some things you want to get done, whether it's today, this week, or next month, or next year, and, and it all gets blown up uh, because, uh, for whatever reason, your plans didn't align with God's will. So God gives the right answer every single time. Uh, so what's what's the old joke there? If you want to uh, see God laugh, uh, you know, make your own plans. That That's the truth. I've seen that uh, throughout the, my entire life. Uh, I'm 50 years old now, and there's I've had plenty of opportunities to look back on my life and see when I made plans uh, that they certainly didn't align with what God had planned for me. Uh, so 16.1, highlight that, uh, write that down, read it over and over again to help you get some perspective uh, on uh, what God really wants you to do. Okay, we're on, uh, let's fast track here to five. The Lord detests the proud. 
they will surely be punished. Unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. When people's lives please the Lord, even the enemies are at peace with them. I, I like the five talks about being proud. It is that 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 sin of pride. I know in our society we we throw that word a lot around. Uh, I mean, we even have an entire month around kind of celebrating uh, pride, so to speak. And this is not necessarily what he's referring to here, but in reality, pride is a sin, regardless of what you're proud of. Uh, if you have this, uh, you know, overwhelming uh, need to be proud or to be boastful or to be arrogant uh, about something in your life uh, and not humble, right? Uh, that is what he's talking about here. <clears throat> what God wants us to do is not be prideful, but to be humble. He wants us to lay it all at his feet and realize that we need God and, and more than we need our world and our society and our culture and our things and our sin, that's for sure. Uh, so the Lord detests the proud. He wants us to come to him humbly, okay? He does not want us to be boastful or prideful, regardless of what that is. Uh, sure, you can be uh, you know, assertive and you can be bold, right? You want to be bold with your faith, right? You want to be uh, out there with your faith. You want to be, you don't want to be prideful, though, in the sense of that you're taking it from yourself. Uh, what pride really is, is taking credit uh, for things uh, yourself uh, and not being humble, if that makes sense. So be humble today. Don't be prideful today. <clears throat> Verse uh, 8, better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So he here he is again, Solomon, uh, wrote this on verse 9, re-emphasizing what we just read in verse 1. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Okay? So, now this is the second time, right? In, in, in a matter of nine lines here, that uh, God is telling us that we can make our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. He's going to lead us. What does it mean to determine our steps. Okay, let's let's talk through that for a second. What does it mean to determine our steps? Part of that is him guiding us. He's going to determine where we go and what steps we take in order to get to where we need to be. So there's plenty of times in your life, I'm sure, I know in mine, that you've made your own plans. And then in order to get to, you know, A to Z, the Lord will determine those steps. So if your plan is to be worldly successful and worldly rich, and that's not going to align with God. But, let me twist it around a little bit. If your plan is to get to heaven and join God for all of eternity, what's going to happen? The Lord is going to determine our steps. He's going to make sure that He guides us along the way to get there. Verse 10, The king speaks with divine wisdom. He never, he must never judge unfairly. The Lord demands accurate scales and balances. He sets the standards of fairness, talking about fairness, talking about judgment, talking about justice, verse 11 is. Verse 12, a king detests wrongdoing, for his rule is built on justice. The king is pleased with words from righteous lips, for he loves those who speak honestly. The anger of the king is a deadly threat. The wise will try to appease it. When the king smiles, there is life. 
His favor refreshes like spring rain. Wow, I love 15. That is comforting. How much better to get wisdom than gold and good judgment than silver? I love this. We're back to the path again. We're back at the plans. Verse 17, the path of the virtuous leads away from sin. Whoever follows that path is safe. So if you, once again, if you are making your plan and the Lord is determining your steps along that path, if you're virtuous, if you're pure, if you're you know loving God and living for Christ, right? It's the path is going to lead away from evil. So the Lord will determine those steps of the path to lead you away from evil. Now we're hitting pride again. Verse 18, pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Back to that humbleness, that boastful, that pride that uh, we love to celebrate, uh, not just in the way you're thinking right now, but in all ways of pride. Uh, but pride goes before destruction. Uh, all civilizations have fallen because of pride and because of ego and because of lack of humbleness. Uh, that is for sure. 19. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. And once again, this is the second time he's referenced kind of money. He talked about being rich uh, up there a few, uh, a few uh, verses back, and now he's talking about better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud, right? Verse 20, those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. I love that. Let's, let's, those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. Okay, the, the important part of that sentence, or there's lots of important parts, okay? One of the things that you need to pay attention to is the fact that it's one sentence. It's not two sentences. It's not those who listen to instruction will prosper, period. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. No, 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 no. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful, what he's talking about is instruction from the Lord, right? Instruction from the Lord. Those who listen to instruction from the Lord will prosper. And what does it mean to prosper? You're probably thinking right now, monetarily, financially, successfully, uh, fame-wise, whatever that means to prosper. That's not what he's talking about here, all right? He's not talking about some sort of, uh, you know, kind of uh, prosperity gospel to where if you love the Lord— and you listen to his instruction, you're going to be a quadrillionaire. Uh, that's not what he's talking about. What does it mean to prosper? He means prosper spiritually, spiritually, and faithfully with the Lord. So what you'll do is you'll kind of inherit the kingdom, okay? You're inheriting the kingdom of heaven. That is what it really, truly means to prosper. So if you listen to the, listen to the Lord's instructions, follow his steps, follow his path, you will end up prospering. And what happens when you prosper? What happens when you're with the Lord? You will be joyful. All right, verse, uh, where are we at? 21. The wise are known for their understanding, and pleasant words are persuasive. Dere uh, discretion is a life-giving fountain to those who possess it, but discipline is wasted on fools. Ooh. Discretion is a life-giving fountain to those who possess it. So have discretion when you're making decisions. But discipline is wasted on fools because they don't understand why you're disciplining them or why God's disciplining them, for that matter. In verse 23, from a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. So what he's, okay, let's read 24, we'll come back and talk about it. 
Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Very famous verse. What does it mean to be wise? Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Proverbs, as we're reading, is known as the book of wisdom. It's the instructions and lessons that we're learning from God. And if you learn lessons directly from the Lord, you're going to have wisdom. It's not just knowledge. It's wisdom in the sense of making good decisions, being discerning, and making the right decisions to lead you to God. We can know a lot of stuff. You can Google anything you want. And just because you can Google something and you can find something out doesn't mean that you have wisdom. Uh, Wisdom comes with time. Wisdom comes from the Lord. So that is what he's talking about. Now, with wisdom comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. So if you have the Lord in your heart and wisdom coming from God, and you're reading these this book and reading Proverbs, for that matter, and learning how to live properly the way God wants you to live, you'll have wisdom. And what will be the result of that? You'll, you'll have wise speech, and you'll be able to talk to people, and your words will be like honey, right? All right, let's go into uh, 26. It is good for workers to have an appetite. An empty stomach drives them out. Okay, talking about desire and ambition for being a hard worker. Okay, Scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive blaze. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Still talking about speech there, right? Talks about being wise with your speech, being kind with your speech. And then he follows it up with the fact that, you know, gossip uh, can separate the best of friends. So be, be kind with your speech today. Uh, all right, be, be, be gentle with your speech. Be wise with your speech. Now, where were we? Uh, 29. Uh, violent, people, violent people mislead their companions, leading them down a harmful path. With narrowed eyes, people plot evil. With a smirk, they plan their mischief. So be, just avoid these people altogether. Verse 31 is one I love. Uh, because uh, if you're watching this, you can see I have a little gray hair. 31, gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. I mean, come on. All right, so get gray hair. What he's really referring to there is the older people, the the, the wise people, uh, the elders of the society with the gray hair. Uh, if God allows them to live that long, uh, um, you know, they have some wisdom in their hair, and, you know, they are, uh, uh, they have uh, gained a life, uh, a godly life, which I, I love that verse. All right, where are we? Verse 32, better to be patient than powerful, better to have self-control than conquer a city. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. That last uh, verse 33 is interesting. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. So what does it mean to throw the dice? Uh, and, you know, he's not necessarily saying, hey, we can gamble, but the, but the Lord determines whether we win. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, uh, it goes back to uh, the, the way he opened it with making our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. What he's talking about, the difference between luck and grace. That's it. 
roll the dice, people say. That's the old phrase. And you roll the dice. You take a chance. Uh, it's all luck. And if people are you know, using dice to gamble or whatever, they're, they're putting all their hopes in luck and in chance. Uh, and that's what he's talking about here. But what he's saying is, hey, some people may just rely on luck and rely on chance. They just throw the dice out there. But the Lord determines how they fall. But in reality, there is no luck. There's only God's will. There is no luck. There is God's grace. There is, it, there's a difference between luck and hope. Okay? Some people live their life uh, relying on chance and by luck. Uh, you know, you hear people talk about all the day, uh, all the time about the, you know, the, the the universe, this and the chance, and I live by chance, and you know, whatever that may be. And the reality that God determines what happens, God determines our steps, God determines how the dice are going to fall. He knows uh, how that's going to work out. So that's what that is referring to. Huh? So don't be don't be deceived uh, by luck or by chance. Uh, put your hope and your life in God's hands, and he will direct your path and direct you where you need to be. That is the lesson of Proverbs 16. It's a good one, right? All right. That's awesome. I love Proverbs, man. You can dive into Proverbs. If you're struggling with some decision-making right now in your life, if you're struggling with uh, some things that are happening in your life and you don't understand why things are happening or what you need to do next, uh, dive into Proverbs. Just, Just randomly pick one or Start with Proverbs 1 and read all the way through. It's a long book. Uh, It'll take you a while to get through, but there's so much wisdom in there from the beginning to the end that uh, I promise you, your outlook on life and your perspective and the way you make decisions uh, are going to be different uh, if you dive into uh, Proverbs. I promise you. Okay? All right. uh, That's great. Let's answer a few questions uh, and get about our week. So throw, uh, throw a question down at the bottom if you're watching this live. If you're watching this on YouTube later on or listening to the podcast, just uh, have patience while I pull up a couple of questions and I'll answer a handful as best I can. Uh, Just as a reminder, uh, make sure you go check out our website, livingchristian.org. You can donate to the Christmas Fund. You can get uh, a gift for the Christian in your life. More importantly, we've got tons of resources there, Bible verse list and blogs and videos. I got tons of stuff over there. Check it out. Uh, If you haven't been there in a while, uh, check it out, livingchristian.org. Uh, all right, now I've stalled enough. Let's see what questions we have in here and uh, try to read these. Uh, all right, do we uh, do we go to heaven when we die or do we wait for Jesus' return? That is from Susan. I'll tackle that one first. Uh, that's an age-old question, right? Uh, everybody wants to know. Different uh, kinds of denominations and different um, religions, we'll call them, uh, you know, teach a little bit differently. I know in the... Uh, in the Catholic world, they teach about purgatory and then kind of a holding pattern. Uh, in reality, uh, I believe we go straight to heaven. Uh, and now, that won't be our final destination, uh, as uh, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but if you're the thief on the cross, uh, right next to Jesus, who never got baptized, never read his Bible, uh, never went to church, uh, never did any of those things, uh, and, and Jesus turned to him, and because of his belief, uh, he said, I'll, I'll see you in just a moment in paradise. So he went directly to heaven with Jesus. So I believe you go directly to heaven. Now, when I say that uh, it's not our final destination, if you go back a couple of episodes, uh, we read Genesis 1, 2, and 3. We read the end of Revelation. And in Revelation, it talks about God creating a new heaven 
and a new earth. And that is more of our final destination. So we'll be in heaven uh, for a while, but the second Jesus comes back uh, to battle Armageddon, we will be with him. We will be part of God's army, and uh, we will kind of uh, create a new, uh, a, new, uh, a new earth, so to speak. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that is what I believe. Now, you can believe something differently. Ultimately, we'll all find out one day. All right? <laughs> that's how I believe. Um, what time do I go live? Uh, I loved it. Thank you so much. Uh, I go live Mondays and Fridays at 8 a.m. Central Time. I'm outside of Austin, Texas, here in the United States. Um, okay, instead of planning my own day, how do I hear his voice and following his steps throughout the day? That is a great question. That is something I think we all struggle with in some form or fashion. We want to allow God to determine our steps, but we don't know which way to go. It's not that you have to hear him speak to you audibly or even physically. Sometimes those things happen. Sometimes God will literally open a door for you or put you in a situation where he wants you to go. If you've been a longtime follower of mine, you know I've told a little bit of my story a little bit. Uh, But there's been several of those quote-unquote God moments in my life to where uh, there's no other explanation other than God making something happening, something happened to where I'm like, okay, we have to do that. My wife and I were in Colorado. We moved back here, be close to my father as he was ailing before he passed away. And um, God made that happen. Uh, and I'll tell that, I've told that story on, on, on an episode before, but there's no other explanations. There are some times that if you're just paying attention, remotely, barely paying attention, God will move in your life. Okay. But there are other times to where you have to be humble, as we talked about earlier, and let God lead you through your life, okay? So sometimes he opens a door that you go, okay, I got to go through it because I just saw God open this door. And there's sometimes where you need to take a measured approach to your life. And if you give your life to God, if you give your life and be a follower of Christ, reading your Bible, all the things you need to do, get into church and just make every decision based on your faith. If it is glorifying God, is this, is this uh, you know, helping spread the kingdom and bringing me closer to Jesus and my relationship with Jesus? Uh, sometimes, most of the time, all the time, if you do that, uh, he will lead your life and your path and your steps, and you won't even realize it. That is for sure. Um, so that is the best way for you to understand and, and follow God's path for you and his will is to let go and just give it to him and make your decisions based on whether it's glorifying God or bringing you closer to Jesus in your relationship with him. And I promise you that path, he will lead you through that path. You don't have to physically see him or hear or any other sign. You're going to be along his will. So that is my advice to you. All right, one other. Let's get one more question. All right, this one is on the top. Elizabeth says this, How do I help a family member who was raised in church but is living wrong and knows it? I worry about her salvation. All right, Elizabeth. A couple things here. One is, I feel like we're all living wrong. Uh, and uh, what I mean by that is... Uh, <clears throat> they, you may be raised in the church. I was raised in the church. Uh, but there are plenty of times that uh, I've made the wrong decision. I would almost say maybe every day in some form or fashion. Uh, sometimes they're small and sometimes they're large. 
Uh, sometimes I, I sin and I make mistakes and I go against God and it's very minor uh, in, in my mind and uh, it doesn't hurt my relationship with, with, with Jesus. There are sometimes that I've strayed and got so wrapped up in my life and so wrapped up in this world that um, I was pulled away and uh, my relationship was not as close. Uh, but you know what? Jesus was still there. So your salvation isn't based on your degree of sin uh, or your degree of failure or whether you make small mistakes or big mistakes. Your, your, your salvation is based on your faith and your belief, 100%. Now with that, when you have a close relationship with Christ and you have a strong faith, you will bear fruit out of that. You will make better decisions and, and you will lead a life that uh, glorifies God more. That is for sure. So how do you uh, how do you handle a family member who maybe knows better, to your point, uh, but continues to sin and continues to uh, be pulled away from Christ? Um, first of all, you've got to pray for them. Uh, and and that goes to all your friends and family, whether they're uh, a little away from Jesus or whether they've pulled, been pulled uh, directly all the way out of their relationship by, uh, by Satan. Uh, the reality of it is you, we need to pray for the people that we love. So pray for them. God can change their heart. God can change their path for sure. Uh, so that's the first thing to do. Second of all, uh, make sure you love them. Uh, uh, show them that you love them. Show them that you're there for them. Uh, if you try to correct them immediately and tell them why they're wrong, they're probably just going to pull farther and farther away. So love them through their sin. Uh, and make sure, third, make sure that uh, they know that Jesus loves them. Uh, that is the most important thing. I think people that are, are wrapped up in this world and wrapped up in their pride and wrapped up in their ego and wrapped up in their sin, uh, sometimes, 100% of the time, excuse me, they forget that Jesus loves them and that Jesus died for them. Uh, that is the truth. Uh, so pray for them. Make sure that uh, they know that you love them and make sure that they know Jesus loves them and be there for them uh, when they have questions. Uh, and uh, the last thing I'll say is be a good example. Be a good example. Uh, live a life that uh, God wants you to live and, and be so happy and joyful and full of Christ that they, uh, they ask questions about it. And maybe they're curious on, you know, why their life is uh, a disaster area and, and your, your life is peaceful. And then you can share the gospel with them and bring them back to Christ as best you can. But most importantly, uh, pray. Pray for them. All right, let's have a sip of coffee. Speaking of prayer, uh, and let's pray and get about the rest of our week. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together today. We are so grateful that you put the words of wisdom in Proverbs 16. You're guiding us to read that and study that today, Lord. Please help us with our pride, Lord. Help us with our ego. Help us with our selfishness that we have. Sometimes, most of the time, uh, we fall prey to sin and we fall prey to this world, Lord, and we need your help to pull us out of that. We know that you'll direct our steps if we just let you. And sometimes, Lord, we just get too full of ourselves to where we think we can do things all by ourselves. And we know the older we get, we can look back and realize that every single time we fail is because we try to do things ourselves. We can make our plans, but you determine our steps. We're thankful for that. 
And that's wisdom that we need, Lord. But just like we read today, unfortunately, you have to tell us over and over and over again the same thing. Because we just don't listen sometimes, Lord. And we apologize for that. Lord, be with the person's family member who's being pulled away, maybe away from you and, and stuck in this world. You know who they are. We're praying for them today. We're praying for everybody watching or listening to this today, that they earned a little bit of wisdom and encourages them to dive into Proverbs themselves and uh, work on their relationship with you as I'm working on my relationship with you every single day as well. We love you and trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a great week, <clears throat> uh, and we'll see you on the next episode. Uh, and uh, if you're not uh, kind of uh, uh, with us on Friday, we'll see you on Monday. We'll do some uh, you know, thankful verses. That'll be fun. And uh, next week, uh, we'll uh, spend some time with our families here in America for Thanksgiving. So until next time, keep uh, Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Love you guys. See you guys next time. Mm-hmm.